Hello, it's the Evil G Podcast, episode 99! You took so long, I was about to turn around and start going, Hello? Hello? Have we lost connection? <laughs> I, 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 I can see that I literally it was about a second. <laughs> okay. It just felt, it felt so long. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, 99. Yep, 99. We're still professional. You're very impatient. It's alright, it's alright. <laughs> you know, I always worry in case something's gone wrong. I'm like, oh shit. I mean, but, something will go wrong. No, that's true, yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> Stuff, stuff's allowed to go wrong. No, no one's making us do this, so we so, can fuck so, everything up. Yeah, true. So we're up to 99 then, so we, mm. we gotta get something planned for the big 100 then. Oh god, see. Pressure now. Do an old school round table, see if we can get the boys. You should probably say that to people then, because yeah. uh, you'd, yeah. you'd either have to do that this weekend, or then the following weekend, and just not do one on Tuesday. Yeah, there, there's a heads up, folks. If there's no podcast next week, don't panic. We're that- just setting up big shit. Yeah, that's that's what happened. If, yep. uh, if I don't put anything up, um, <laughs> yeah, even we haven't even said who we are. Oh who, yeah, who are you? Uh, my name is Stuart. And I am, work for Evil G. Who am I? You are Colin. You work for Evil G too, but against your will. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> help! <laughs> Send help! <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> Oh dear. No, you love it here. You never want to leave. That's why we've been doing this for nearly 100 episodes. Actually, more if you think about it. Oh, yeah. It's way more. Um, it's 100 weekly episodes. There was nearly 50 monthly episodes before that. And we, uh, then everything reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is like, this is the re, the re, the, not a recon, the reboot. Uh, games. Yes. We play them. We do. Sometimes we have fun. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, what, what were you playing then? Well, there, there, oh. there was something we both played, so let's start yeah, with Yeah, I was going to say, we'll probably start with the, the Capcom just casually threw out a, a demo for Street Fighter VI, mm-hmm. only for PlayStation at the moment, though. So I think it comes out tomorrow on everything else. So the PlayStation's got it a week early for some reason. No, no complaints. Like, but um, straight off the bat, I'm just gonna say I think this is a fucking excellent fighting game. Um, I've been sort of getting my groove back into fighting games because of the announcements of Street Fighter Six, and yeah, you only get to use two people in the demo. I haven't looked at the other side yet. I know you can probably give us a bit more information on that, mm. but uh, off the bat, with only look and Ryu playable. I am still having a lot of fucking fun in this game. Uh, just the new systems they have, the drive system they're calling it. Mm. Um, I so, will not know the names of any of this stuff, so yeah, you so, can handle that. <laughs> to anyone familiar with the Street Fighter games of old, you've always had a bar at the bottom for your super moves, and that bar, you will share that with your... I call them the EX moves. I don't know what the actual names are, but it's when you sort of press all three buttons to do a special move and you'll do like a big flashy yeah, extra damage inversion. You're all shiny and stuff. And... Yep. And I think in some people, you know, they give them armor and shit like that. But um, this has a separate bar now along the top called the drive bar. So your 
EX and your super moves are separate now. So people might think, oh, I mean, you can just throw out EX moves left, right, and center. No, your drive bar only recharges when you connect moves, which is a pretty cool idea. It means you just can't throw out, you know, uh, special Hadoukens. It, it also recharges if you successfully parry using it. Oh, yes. Yes. I oh, forgot yeah. about that. Uh, it's basically bar it's, two parry. it's kind of a stamina bar yeah I, cause, because it does reflect your stamina yeah. as well which is pretty cool yeah that's a very good way of putting it so it's ah, perfect so it's a stamina bar which allows you to do parries overdrive moves and I don't know what you call that big move when you press your two heavies together yeah it's like the street fighter 4 paintbrush move whatever you call that yeah 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 oh yeah fuck what did you call that again yeah i remember yeah it's exactly that that's there yeah, that's it this this feels like a mixture of three and four so what do they call it? it's like drive parry and it's drive something isn't it overdrive i think is your they, they've renamed the ex moves to overdrive moves now um but Obviously, this is the first Street Fighter game that's running off Capcom's new baby, the RE engine, and it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, um, it's it looks really distinct from the last two yeah, games. It really does. Like I've actually been mucking around on Street Fighter four and five the last couple of days, and Jesus, the changes between four. It's like four. Everyone looks like big silly cartoon characters, hmm. and yes. They still look like big silly characters in six, but there's almost like a big silly cartoony realism because of that RE engine. Yeah, like everyone's still fucking built like brick shit houses and shit like that. Yeah, but there's but, like yeah. there's a lot more detail in like skin texture yeah. and ah, cloth texture and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. So, like I said, I've been just mucking around using the the standard one on one mode rather than the. The sort of new story mode that they're bringing in but i'm really really enjoying it and like i say it, it gives me that street fighter feel street fighter 3 feel so it does mm. I, don't, I don't know why i think it's just the whole idea of it being very well street to pardon the pun you know but um i'm looking forward to giving the uh the adventure mode i don't know what that's actually called but i call it the adventure mode but you create your own person mm. and you're saying you go around and get trained by other people so yeah, so um, you, oh, what do you call this city? Metro City. Metro City, yes. Um, so mm. you're in Metro City. Um, this is uh, all post-Mad Gear Final Fight stuff. It's a lovely place now, except everyone goes around just fighting each other all the time. Oh, fuck, right. Because there's no Mad Gear to beat up anymore, I guess. Um, but yeah, so you start out, you go to Luke's gym. Hmm. Uh, he is as a or a dojo, and um, you you sign up to learn to fight, uh, and you create your character in a very very robust character creator, um, <laughs> and it's one of the only games where the actual shape and size of the character you make matters because you can give yourself longer reach, um, you could give yourself really big long legs. Um, but that also increases the size of your hitbox. Um, <laughs> That's but, a cool idea. Yeah, but you could also make it like a tiny wee character, which I get um, there'd be many a try hard be doing that. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's a it's it's a really good character creator. Um, 
you can so you're saying obviously that the hitboxes and the things matter this mm. obviously means you there's no way it's gonna let you create a little tiny person but make them an absolute powerhouse because that so, would just be strange yeah so so the way this works is th this is basically street fighter rpg that's what that's what mm. this is it's it's kind of like that um was it deadly alliance or well, which uh, deception 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 yeah it's it's kind of like that um except you just get to create whatever kind of character you want um mm. so basically you, you get to play in the demo you get to play the tutorial and then it, it cuts you off um but from what i pick up in the tutorial you're there, there's a story run along um there's another student of luke's um who's seems to be kind of like a rival like character and at the end of it he goes i i have my own thing to do uh so i'm i'm not gonna I'm way off my own because at the end of the tutorial, Luke's all like, "You're you're all set. The best way you get better fight, get out there, uh, challenge people, travel the world, do all this." And he's like, "Nah, Luke wants you to do it together." And he's like, "I know, I got my own shit." So that's a hint of some sort of story. Um, but mm. basically, you can challenge pretty much anyone beaten about Metro City. Um, right. they, they all have levels. You level up, you get XP, um, which will make you more powerful. Now then, there is, uh, you can buy gear, different clothes and stuff, uh, and that all has an effect on on your character. They have stats. So I think that's how you go about, you know, you'll look for all different gear that gives you, say, punching strength, make your punches stronger so you can, you know, make a big powerhouse puncher or, hmm. you know, grappling. So it seems like it, it, it's pretty, it's a pretty full-fledged, now, this fighting game on, like. yeah rpg and uh from looking at the way uh, like i got the the feeling that it's definitely two different teams worked on the the core fighting mm -hmm. game stuff and then this mode um just because of just something about the way the the ui looks and all it's it's two different <laughs> it's like nah. it's like two different games um but yeah, this this seems like it's uh, gonna be really good um, and a good way to ease you into fighting games. I think this will do a good job, but gives you a reason if you're not into fighting games, but you are into like RPGs and um, you know story driven things like that. It might be a who knows if the story would be any good, but that's beside the point. Like if you're into more of a single player sort of adventure. Like that's that's gonna get you in the door, and it seems like it it'll be an, enough of it there to make that worth the price of the game, and then mm. maybe you'll learn how to play Street Fighter in the process of playing this. Well, it's just as you said, you know, if you're not really into fighting games, there's obviously a brand new control system for people that maybe aren't into doing big mad button combos. They yeah. have put in a new modern control system. And the best way I can describe it is it turns Street Fighter into Smash Brothers. Um, yeah, yeah, I um, that's that's not too bad of a comparison. Uh, the see, you've got your three light, medium, heavy attack um, buttons, and then a, uh, a a dedicated button for special moves, um, and then you can you've I think you've got like a modifier type thing. Uh, which will 
automatically combo you into specials. Mm. Obviously, if you have played any amount of Street Fighter at all, you're probably best going with Classic because well, this is really good at getting you in and playing the game and will work really well for people that just want to play the single player part. Um, mm. You do kind of get locked out of moves. Uh, and particular sort of combos. Yeah, but yeah. it's it seems like it's customizable as well. So you can mm. set different moves uh, to what like what specials you want to equip and all. Um, and it seems that the way the, uh, the 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 single player aspect of it, the way it's set up. So you start up, you've just got Luke's move set, um, and then where it leaves you off as uh, someone tells you, "Hey, there's this." Uh, I learned my style from this fighter Chun Li, who is in Chinatown. You should go speak to her. Um, so that's probably going to be what you're doing as you're going around, you're finding the different Street Fighter characters and you're learning their moves um, don't know how customizable your moveset, but like that's there's no way that's going to make it over into uh, ranked games <laughs> <laughs> like, like online games, like you just having all these different special moves, because you could definitely just break break it to fuck yep like I say, you could be getting freaking Hadoukens and spinning pile drivers, so you could be a beast from a distance and a beast up close, like so. <laughs> I, like, this could turn out to be some sort of, uh, like, Def Jam fight for New York style thing, which, <laughs> that would be brilliant. Because that, that's why, that, like, you unlock moves, you made your character more powerful, uh, yep. you know, and all the clothing options and, and stuff. Uh, like, yeah, let's... Um, definitely looking forward to it and like I said even if you, you're not big into your fighting games um, mm. this seems like this is going to be uh, a fighting game for, for you yeah a fighting game for everybody like it, you know, you, yeah. you'll have your hardcore guys who will be sticking with classic controls learning all the combos and you'll have people who will ban it, sticking on modern controls, getting a couple of mates trying to go, hey, look, hey, play Street Fighter. That, playing with that modern control system, you, do, you don't you do feel like you're being no. treated like an idiot or anything. It's like, no. it, it, it feels good still to do. Like, yeah, you're hitting commas with one button, but it's still... You, yeah, still, you, you still feel control in control of everything you're doing. Yeah. It's not like the game's playing up... No, if I'm not mistaken, there is a mode yes. where the game... That, well, it that wasn't in there, the, the assist. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, that would be good if someone just wants to get in, see the story, and do the Street Fighter adventure in Metro City. Mm. There's That's what that's there for. You're hardly jumping online to ranked and, and fucking rising <laughs> the ranks through the, the auto combo stuff. That's that's just <laughs> not going to happen. And the people using this don't give a shit about that anyway, so, you know, nope. it's fine. Nope. But yeah, really, really impressed with it. Can't wait for the, the full game to come out. Uh, that's due in June 2nd. Mm. Uh, um, really looking forward to seeing the um, the full roster lineup. And uh, I suppose while we're talking about this, we should quickly announce during this whole thing, they announced their first year's worth of DLC characters. Um, yeah, first four characters. Which you will be very happy with because your boy from Street Fighter Five is back, Rashid. Yeah. Glad uh, so she gets a callback. Um, Actually, so by I thought he was a very good character. Yeah, 
very unique. It can be very like up with the arrows. Uh, if like if you're a new character late in this series, will you ever mm. see the light of day again? But uh, uh, yeah. not everyone can be jury. Yeah. <laughs> Rashid's firmly in there. It's back to back games. Yeah. Well, he was the poster child for five, so it kind of makes sense that you have you know all the poster boys at least. Yeah, that look doesn't do as good. <laughs> I think I don't think Luke's gonna. This could be his one and only, unless they do some fucking mad uh, shit. He was in five, I guess. Right yeah, but he was literally the. He was literally just the. Oh look, we're teasing six. <laughs> That's literally what his purpose was in five. Uh, but, uh, so who, who yeah, else? So then after so received summer twenty twenty three, so he probably won't be too much longer after the game's release, mm-hmm. um, and then. Autumn, we have a brand new character called Aki, which literally is A.K.I. Um, immediately, everyone's thinking of, do you remember Fang from 5? Who was yes. spelled F.A.N.G. So weird thinking poison guy. Ah, the really lanky, weird poison guy. I'm thinking something to do with him. Then Winter After New Year is Ed, who was a DLC, brand new DLC character from 5. He was Balrog's protege. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, in the spring of 2024, you know, everybody wants him. We can't wait to get him back. It's Akuma. <laughs> what in the hell is going on with his character design? Well, did you ever see him in 5? They turned him into like a lion. Right. He literally had like a big mane of her in his head. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, I'm hoping, I know they've done it a wee bit in 5, but I really hope they continue it with six where they really just separate the likes of akuma ken and ryu because like literally for two or three games no four games straight they were literally all the same person i don't care what anyone says they were literally the same person so i'm really hoping that they keep uh, trying to separate them which it does look like they're doing with ken and ryu in this um so hopefully akuma keeps going the same way as well Mm. Well, well, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for Q. That'd be pretty cool to see him back someday. But yeah, Street Fighter Six. Looking forward to it. I wonder will these guys being added play into the the single player campaign in any way? Well, I don't think there'll be even a character model ready for either Akuma or Ed because oh but I mean, was... when they come out is it like uh here you can oh, go, an update? you can go ah. do the, the Rashid updates in there and you can go uh ah, that'd be cool see no reason why you wouldn't look mm. you know if there's going to be all these new moves added with these new people why not add it to the single player yeah otherwise that just limits it to once you've sort of finished it that's it there's nothing else to do whereas if new people brought into the game you go oh you can go visit them now and get new moves for your created character hmm so yeah that's actually a good point i didn't even think of that um so what else you play so uh as i said i've been sort of playing some classic games that weren't reviewed too well when they came out but i remember enjoying them so this week i have been playing the thing from 2005 um no i think it might have been just before 2005 actually but anyway uh i remember enjoying this game i really do i remember thinking this game was good fun mm-hmm. um the whole idea of it, it there was like and obviously because of the idea behind the, the film of the thing you don't know who's a you know who's human and who's a thing so there's a it's like a third person horror game it's set directly after the film 
you're going in fine trying to find out what the hell happened and of course there's things so you go in with a team and there's a couple of other teams have went in before you so you're like the fourth team and you're trying to find out what happened and there's a whole trust system which i don't think's ever been seen in any other game since but you'll go in obviously you're going in uh quote-unquote blind you don't know what's going on yada 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 and you'll start to notice some of your teammates that you come across are like acting funny and then they'll start changing and turning into things and then there's a whole trust system you know you'll maybe come across someone and you'll be like i I know you're a thing but then he'll do the same thing he's like "Ah, i don't trust fucking you either so you'll be like well here i've got this spare pistol i'm gonna give you a gun and he goes oh i'll trust you now then you've given me a gun and all this here and so <laughs> I thought it was a pretty cool idea that like there was this whole ch- sort of trust system, and then you do get the you can get the tests, obviously you know like he does in the movie. Mm. So if you don't have a spur gun to hand over to every fucker you come across, you can take a test in front of them and go, "Hey, look, I'm human," and they'll go, "Oh, okay." And then you'll go to test them, and they'll be all, "No, no, you're not testing me." And I'm like, "Oh, why, why are you not letting me test you?" And then you're like have a standoff and try and sort things out with them. Um, meanwhile, there's fucking objectives to actually do because this base is basically going to hell. You're trapped and then you find out the, the of course, the government has learned about the thing and it wants to try and weaponize it and all this here. So, um, that's pretty cool wee game. It's one of those, it's, as I was saying about Second Sight a couple of weeks ago, I reckon this is a game that would be pretty cool if it got remade with, you know, modern day sort of quality of life things yeah um, it, it's a very, a very unique premise never seen anything like it before haven't seen anything like it since and i only realized when i've been replaying it i didn't catch it at the time but the main body is voiced by the cancer man of the x-files oh shit i was i did not realize it playing it the second time I was all fuck i know that voice why do i know that voice so I actually just checked it out, and yeah, it's the cancer man does the, the body, which is pretty cool. We nod to his sci-fi, you know, fucking acting days and yeah. things like that. So, um, but yeah, if you've never played it before, uh, the only real place you can play it um, is if you still have a PS2 or the good old abandoned war website, which basically tries to preserve old games, which is where I got it for the PC. Yeah, um, runs really well, obviously, because it's a pretty old game and all. But the only real downside to this game, and like I say, it's just because of its age, is this was before the third-person shooter had really got its aiming down down to to, uh, what we have today. So it has like this weird auto-lock system. Right. And um, you can't actually move the camera around. You can obviously turn the camera with your right stick or your mouse if you're on thing, but you can't look up or down. Oh, so you, you, can't even, you don't even have a free aim with mouse and keyboard? Only if you go into first-person mode, but oh. then you can't move. Oh, okay. It's very <laughs> so well, similar to Second Sight. Uh, I guess everyone back in the day was going, hey, we, how do we do this third-person aiming thing? It's like, oh, we'll stick a first-person and you can look around then. So that's how they were sort of getting around it back in those days, I guess. But... um yeah, if you're actually, you know, thick in the action and you don't want to be sitting, standing still, you are sort of, like, just turning till you wait till the auto-lock goes on the enemy. Um, very much like the film as well. You can't just kill the things with bullets. You have to sort of weaken them with bullets and then burn the shit out of them, yeah. whatever comes to hand. So it's a pretty cool idea. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I, I was it's one of those ones I really hope would get either get like a remake or a bit of a remaster treatment or something like that because I do remember enjoying it at the time. I know it didn't get well reviewed. People said, "Oh, it's, there's too many scripted moments and all this here," and you're like, "It's the thing you're, that's supposed to try and shock you." Still, you, you know, someone that you've maybe trusted the whole time, and of course, the game won't give you a spur gun at the time or give you a test to do at the time. You know, you have to just trust this person, and there's nothing you can ever do to get to a certain point, and then they'll turn on you. You know, it's. I thought it was still clever. Like, yeah. Definitely. So yeah, that's what I've been playing, and I rejoin it. <clears throat> um, I played an older game that that needs a, a new entry in its series. Oh, as well. So, so I was playing the last, the, the the last ever Ridge Racer. When was the last Ridge Racer? Which is Ridge Racer Seven. Um. Well. Depends what you consider to be a Ridge Racer game. Uh, okay. I don't know if you've ever played Ridge Racer Unbound. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's not a Ridge Racer game. Simple as. 2006 this came out on the PlayStation 3 was a release title for the PlayStation 3. Right. Um, Jesus. Yeah, they do not make games like this anymore. Like racing games. <laughs> Just the, the vibe, the... Of it is like try and think do it like of a arcade style racing game where it's plays yeah, like a actual. yeah full on um, Ridge Racer style is like here you're gonna do all these races um, there, there's all these different competitions you'll unlock new cars as you go um, I love in the, like in the seven you've got the like you start out where you do trials for the manufacturers and they'll give you a car and then you you've got the main sort of grand prix and you're working up your way up to the the ridge racer grand prix and then you've got all these side things you can do um then you mm. unlock the different like aftermarket parts manufacturers for you know upgrade your car and that and um and it's just that that ridge racer let's go sideways all the time um yeah 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 and it's so there's, like, you, you do get the odd sort of indie game that's obviously made in that spirit, but you won't get any big companies. Yeah, that, not, not go. like, the Ridge Racer would always, like, push graphics uh, and stuff in, in a racing game the same way, you know, like, uh, you would get out of a Forza Gran Turismo, not maybe to that level, but the, they would always, um, you know, like, Ridge Racer 4 in the PlayStation 1 looks absolutely phenomenal for a PlayStation mm. 1 game, and... Uh, this looks really well as as well. Um, yeah, I, I I miss games, I guess. But this one I think is really easy to go back to, even by modern standards. Because um, simply you're just like, um, you know, it, it's similar to the the layout of like a, a Gran Turismo or, or something like that, where it's like I do these races, unlock these things. Uh, and you can sort of pick which which race you want to do, um, or you know which event you want to do in that, um, and then you get the rewards to unlock more stuff and just keep going. Um, yeah. What made you pick this up? What was it? There was something where I was like, I really want to play Ridge Racer. I guess it's just that I just got that. I I really want to play Ridge Racer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought I may as well go for. I remember in, uh, enjoying Seven, um, so let's go with that. Um, I definitely don't make them like that anymore. Unbound. God damn, what were they fucking thinking? It wasn't even Namco that developed it. Um, what was Unbound released on? 360 PlayStation 3? Uh, I don't even remember hearing about that. Let me just check here. When did that come out? 2012. Um, right during the Brown period. Oh. Yep, and it plays into it, and all the races are on city streets with traffic. Um, yep. Yeah, it was trying to be like Burnout. And it's yep. like, why? Why are you doing this? Yep, we already have Burnout. We don't need another Burnout. Like doing the crash stuff and all is like you do. Like you've just you've gone and made a Ridge Racer game. Now you can get this on Steam, um, if you want to try it. Uh, but you've you've gone and made a Ridge Racer game and completely disregarded everything that anyone that played a Ridge Racer game liked about it. Mm. Um, you know who made this? Who made this? Bugbear. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Especially. <laughs> um, I think after this, uh, they they started development on Wreckfest. Uh, I believe. Because their, their whole thing in this as well is like, oh, these cars break apart all, all nice. It's like... Um, that's nice and all, but that's Sure, but they don't, they don't go sideways around hairpin turns because there's no fucking hairpin turns in this city, American <laughs> city, where all the, everything's a grid... Uh, what? <laughs> well, it, it's just it's not Ridge Racer, but Ridge Racer Seven certainly is. Um, Seven was like the blast proper Ridge Racer, then. Yeah, and that maybe there was a handheld that came out. Uh, yeah, maybe Ridge Racer on. Is that the PSP? Oh yeah, you might be right. I do remember a Ridge Racer, but or, I think it might. Yeah, there was Ridge Racer on the Vita. It was. Mm. Again, it wasn't proper Ridge Racer, though. What was... I, I don't even know what this is. I've never seen this one before. I'm pretty sure they tried to link that to the Unbound. Just you describing cities and stuff. I do remember seeing that and going, this doesn't look like Ridge Racer. I mean, the, the tracks look like... More like actual Ridge Racer tracks... And the cars look more like Ridge Racer cars, so I don't know. So Ridge Racer just has a, a certain feel to it. Yeah. It's meant to be absolute lunacy. It's, it just always has this really cool soundtrack as well. Ah, again, feels very arcadey though. It feels like something mm. if you were sitting in like a bowling alley, this would be the game you could hear over everything because yeah. the speakers are so big on the Ridge Racer machine. Um, I I finished uh, Ghostwire Tokyo as well. Uh, I will say they got to do the the school, uh, which is part of the new update. That is pretty mm-hmm. pretty scary. That's pretty cool to hear. <laughs> for a game like like. I hadn't found scary at all, but then like it it put me in a mood for playing some more open world collectathony stuff because I like mm. the, the, for some reason I like playing games. I got I mean I played Far Cry Six to completion. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
<laughs> but uh, I, I got Watch Dogs Legion for a tenner. Um, nice. <laughs> which seems to be that t- type of game boiled down to its fucking just most oh, right. col- collectiveness. Um, it, it, what's pretty cool about it, though, is the way they do your player character, whereas you're just everybody in London. Literally anybody. Um, you know, you're the, the hacker group DeadSec going against the, the big evil tech company um, in London, and you start out, it just says, here's three randomized, pick three randomized uh, citizens of, of London, and they all have different abilities, and then after that, you can literally recruit fucking anyone on the street. You can recruit the bad guys if you if you want. <laughs> like, it's not always easy, like, there, there'll be missions and that tied into it, um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, it's just, you know, open world, sort of, Here, here's a this thing that you can break into, it's very stealth-focused uh, mm. play to Watch Dogs game. But that that part's at least interesting. But I got a, I have a feeling, uh, if I play this long enough, I'm going to start to see stuff repeating. Aye. I already have a couple of people on my team that have the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, if there's missions where, you know someone will say i'll come join you but you need to sort this like this crime syndicate i owe money to like how long before those types of missions start start repeating Mm. but but it's fine um at the moment it's fine yeah i got i got the whole game for a tenner like i've yeah that all dlc and everything i don't know if there is dlc all right i thought that normally maybe maybe there is soft games I bet you the, the Ubisoft DLC is always like, here's a stupid hat that doesn't even fit into the fucking lore of this game. <laughs> and you're like, why the fuck would I want that? <laughs> it's, it's like an Assassin's Creed stuff. You're like, I'm in ancient Greece. Here's a fucking thing that look, makes you look like Master Chief. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I don't need power armor. Why the fuck would I even have power armor? Go away. Um, Or something that's like, Oh, uh, you, your your horse breathes fire now. What? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, shall we move on to the news? Shall indeed. Um. So, Gorilla just announced Horizon Three. So casual. <laughs> just a guy. Never doing it. They, they were like talking about some sort of um. Someone got promoted, uh, and it was like some business update call thing, and they're like, "Ah, oh, they, these these are the people in charge of the studio now, and uh, they're gonna steer girl towards a bright future, expand the world horizon, and Aloy's next adventure, <laughs> and our exciting online project." So it's like, yeah, Horizon Three confirmed. Yeah, well, I've kind of figured it would be. Yeah. But usually it's like you wait and they do a big stage of play and then there's like, ah, oh, and here's the trailer and it's like, it's all like very song and dance. <laughs> coy and you'll be like, oh, what's this? And then you'll see all the overgrown stuff and then a, a robot fucking chinchilla will come along and you'll be like, oh, it's Horizon! <laughs> robot chinchilla. My favourite robot. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they just released that that Burning Shores. That's uh, the DLC for the Last Horizon. 
Yeah, Forbidden West, which I've yet to play. I, I'm working on it. I, I, I never finished the first one, which I picked back up again. Um, that's... I finished the first one, but never played the DLC, you know? Mm. I have the DLC, but I never I never just got around to playing it. Uh, see, burnt out. See, see if you played a shit ton of that game and then walked away for a very long time, and you come back and you're like... What the fuck is going on? What are all these bows? Mm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and uh, my game loaded straight into this big, big ass fight with multiple humans with guns and large dinosaurs, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> what a fucking place they come back. Trial by fire. Um, did you see though? Not, I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but you'll probably have a a guess of, of what this was about. So people were review bombing it on Metacritic. Right. Accusing it of being woke and pushing certain agendas. <sighs> Why? I, I don't know. I don't want to get it, say the spoiler straight up, but like, it's, it's like, the, this is fucking stupid. It's like, seriously, you're going to review bomb it because, because someone's, not straight? Really? Oh, hang on. Well, that's pretty implied in the first one. Is it? Yeah, because your dude trying to chat her up and she's oh, just no interest in him. Yeah, fair enough. But then she, she gives uh, she gives the wee doll in the village, they sort of exchange wee smiles and stuff, and you're like, oh, right, okay. Look at old perceptive stew here. Yeah, but... <laughs> It's, it's not exactly coy about it. The camera's like zoomed right in on their faces when they're smiling at each other. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. Fair but enough. it's like, obviously some people didn't catch it or, or, you know, they wanted their wee LOA waifu, did they? Their wee LOA waifu fantasies well, are gone now. I thought they thought she was ugly. Oh, well, there was people complaining about that as well. It's oh. the same people. Come on. It is. It is. <laughs> Bound to be. Uh, they want to play their game without politics. I do not see the existence of gay people being a political issue. It's you're homophobic, <laughs> and that's the end of it. That's just kind of right. if <laughs> if seeing a gay person sends you into a foaming mess, <laughs> then it's probably you're the issue. Hi. <laughs> um, but off the back of that, Metacritic, I think it's fandom that owns them. Um. The, the parent company, but they've said, well, mm. right, we're we're looking into this review bombing shit and how how we avoid this happening because people are writing horrible, horrible shit on here. Mm. Um, but you know what? You know what? They're all like, oh, never buy our Horizon You know what? They will. Yeah, if Horizon will. 3 comes out, they will be... They'll be all over Their it. day one. Oh, County Window, I'm getting collector's edition with the statue and all this here. You're like, I... So much for hating it. Uh, you know what people are like. Unfortunately, I, I feel we say that a while lot on this podcast. Uh, you know what people are like. <laughs> it, it's come to a point where you're just like, you you, you just sigh, go, fuck's sake, and move on. To be fair, the, this was kind of a catalyst for me going, yeah, I'm going to fucking play Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, slightly related to that, um, you're aware of Gary's mod, the uh, Half-Life mod where you can do all sorts of mad shit? Yes. 
uh, so the creator of that, Gary Newman, um, <laughs> has been all like, I've noticed there's a wild lot of Nazi shit in here. Maybe we should get rid of that. Fucking hell. It's probably, people like doing uh, roleplay servers where they're like, like not even like, oh, here's just World War Two stuff uh, and it's accurate and it's got Nazis in it. It's like, this is like, hey, the Nazis were pretty cool type of thing. Shit, wait. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, get the fuck rid of that, Gary. Uh, so he's all like, I, I feel like we should probably get rid like, Get, like he's he's been mulling it back and forth because you know how people like are again I said it again I said it again yep. um, <laughs> it's like me and obviously <laughs> I say that so much and now it's gonna be you know people are like but you, you'll take it away and they'll be like I but free speech it's like uh, I worked on that uh, fucking level or mod or whatever you want to call it for you it just you've just wiped it I'm over here being like since when was it a fucking controversial opinion to say fuck Nazis <laughs> get, yeah mate in fact, that's, that's what the guys that you know make Wolfenstein when they go on the stage at E3 not like they'll be doing that anymore like, but when they were on the stage at E3 that was their favourite thing to say fuck Nazis <laughs> and uh, everyone that, cheered <laughs> that, that entire game is all just about fucking Nazis oh, oh big time with guns that, yeah <laughs> it's fucking lethal but yeah uh I don't under I think it's I don't understand what people get out of this. I I know, maybe don't maybe know. it's edge lordy shit. Oh look at me, I'm saying shit, you know, that oh I know what's wrong, but oh I think this is funny, I'm so edgy and you're like No. That I, see that that's the problem that we've seen uh, with inter- internet stuff and it's obviously new problems like we've discovered that happens is like things start out that way. You're trying mm-hmm. to be an edgy joke, but then it seems like there's this sort of path from edgy joke to buying into that <laughs> ideology. I don't know how you, how you, that happens, but um, well, the whole fucking cult started of it because someone decided to go online and pretend to be Q from Street Fighter Three, and <laughs> now people believe Q is an actual person. Yeah, that's that's absolutely not so. Um, yeah, so he, he even did, uh, like, a poll on Twitter. He's like, so it might be an obvious question, but these Nazi game modes and guys mode, should be, we should be banning them, right? There's no legit reason for them to exist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he had a 73% voted yes, get rid of them. Well, that's good to see that, you know, people are still sensible, mostly. Mm. Well, it was only 73%, I'll never yeah. understand, but... It's like, a, that that's... You know, that that 27% are very noisy and can sometimes make you think uh, this is everyone saying this, but it's mm. it's, it's not really. Most nah. people don't want Nazis. We've been there and no. done that. That yeah. that wasn't long enough to go to f- be forgetting about it. No. <laughs> like, that. that's one generation ago. Let's, uh... Mm-hmm. Let's not. Um... Do you remember Lawbreakers? I think we give this closed beta a go and went, this isn't very good. Did we? Yeah, I it got a closed beta on the PS4, I want to say. Uh, I don't know if you give it a go, but I definitely remember I gave it a go with, <laughs> might have been Scott. Yeah, I don't we remember give it a, playing it. 
I think we give it a smash. I think we give two levels in and we went, hey, this does not play very well at all. So, because I think after the beta, they were like, we're going to take it away and do these fixes. And I don't think it ever got released then on PlayStation. Uh, uh, the, if it did, it was very quiet. This is a competitive shooter. Yeah. Didn't play very well at all. Um. Okay. It's, it's uh, Cliffy B is uh, you know, Cliff Polinsky. Who, oh, yeah. made, who made it? He's trying to get it back. Trying to get it back. Yeah, he he wants uh, the company knocks on the, that owns the rights. He wants them to give it more shot. Oh right, right. So he wants. All right, I thought he had lost control of it. That's what you meant, sir. Yeah, he did, well, he retired. Oh yeah, then that's right. He fucking hell. He people. he he retired after this. Um. Mm. But uh, yeah, I do remember that now, and he didn't like to be called Cliffy B anymore. <laughs> it's like, wait, you started this. Yeah, don't call me Cliffy B anymore, even though I wanted to be called Cliffy B because I wanted to be cool. Yeah, uh, I do vaguely remember, and it, it was a bit crap. So I don't understand what changes he will have made to try and give it another go. I'm not. Or too- maybe he's seen all these live games failing and went, "I want a piece of that." Yeah, uh, yeah, it seems like weird timing and uh, like a big thing to blame for it not hitting the ground running is it pretty much came out at the peak of PUBG and mm. Overwatch, uh, which didn't do it any favors. And I don't think that landscape has improved much maybe maybe it's worse yeah because i don't think fortnite was around at that stage no you're right um if anything he's just really trying to retire (laughs) yeah uh he he tweeted as well it turns out nexon does own the rights to lawbreakers uh and then adds some Owen Mahoney, I guess he works at Nexon. Uh, how about sliding into my DEM so we can talk about a resurrection? <laughs> and then he follows up with it. I'm over being a CEO and lead designer. Shit is... No, shiz. Shiz is exhausting. Jesus shiz. Christ. He's so cool, hey? <laughs> That's what the kids are saying, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but if a third party wants to resurrect it with Nexon and Dutton for consultant, I was like, do you want this thing back or, or not? He's just like, hey, someone should re-release the game I made that failed, except mm. not me, though. Aye. But pay me. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to find a new quick get-rich-quick scheme. I would have thought that guy... Is fighting for money for the rest of forever. Yeah, it didn't have a big part of Gears. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gears and uh, Unreal. Oh, yeah, then he definitely should be okay. Uh, right, moving on to someone actually making a game. Have you seen this video for this game on record? I haven't watched it, but it popped up. Once or twice. On record uh, on, on on record? On record? It's probably on record. Anyway, right, so I remember seeing this way back uh, last year. 
it just popped up on Reddit, and it was this footage of what looks like a you know a police body cam. Uh, and, oh, that uh, one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sweeping the building and 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 the some boy being like, oh hey, this is the game I'm working on, and you look at it and you go, is it fuck? <laughs> mm. Um, so there's a a trailer and a name, uh, and uh, apparently this thing is real. Uh, mm. so, so once again, I got a lot of people saying that like that is not real. That looks fucking. It looks real. Um, uh, that that can't be right. And it's weird because it's like, it's like the head movement is independent of the gun, and for a first-person shooter, that is weird. Very disoriented. Yeah, I don't know how that works. And he's saying it's not an unreal shooter. Um, it's not in VR. It is using a mouse and keyboard. Um, and then they released a video of. Uh, like a, a development video of it being actually made in Unreal Engine 5 and them going through the level and changing things and stuff uh, to prove that it is actually a game. Um, you should give it a look because, dear Jesus, it looks... Uh, I wonder how it plays, though. Yeah, that's a, that, that's mo- the more interesting. It's like, it's like, these are very photorealistic graphics, which is fair enough, but what I want to know is how the fuck... Uh, in what control scheme are you able to aim uh, while you turn your head in the opposite direction? And mm. It's it's just the movement of of the the player character that seems to be like uh, like how how is that working? Um, unless a lot of that head movement is actually like you're you're sort of controlling the gun, uh, like traditional first person shooter, but the head moves independently and looks wherever the fuck it wants. Well, that would be really annoying though. Aye, because then obviously you're you're trying to aim and the game's all, oh, but your head's here now, and you're like, mm. um. So I've, I've I must get a look. Apparently, the the game um is uh, yeah first person shooter uh for like that body cam perspective. Um, you play a police officer and you're working to solve a case you use tactical and detective skills to succeed we see a, a part where there is like a mass effect style uh dialogue wheel um where there's a guy with his hands up uh the, the dialogue choices are weird though because it's like mm-hmm. who are you everything will be fine where is oscar <laughs> and, and you will pay that's like they're not even slightly similar uh who the fuck's oscar (laughs) um it just goes who are you or straight date you're gonna pay yeah like uh so you can you can be like a a negotiator or just a straight up nut bar i'm guessing it's gonna go for the whole uh can you be dodgy uh, like a bad cop. You know, it's, it's uh, I would say it's going for that body cam footage sort of look for a reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, check out the trailer and, be, and and see see what you think for yourself. Is like, is it real? Is it not? Um, is, is it an elaborate hoax? Why is it so <laughs> elaborate then? What what? <laughs> <laughs> What's the purpose of this hoax? It looks absolutely ridiculous. Eh? 
Um, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre game got a date. It did. 18th very, of August. Very fitting date. Also, it's coming to Game Pass Day 1. Oh, nice. Do you know why the date's so significant? Is that when the first film came out? It's when the first film is supposed to take place. Ah, it's right. the date given at the start of the first movie, except it's 1970... Uh, shit. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> 1970 shit. Yeah. Um, four? You could be... Ah, ah, you could be right. Uh, it could be three. could be three. Not too sure. Anyway, the point is, the film's going to be set on the 18th. The, ge- the 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 movie came out in 1974. Oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what it was then. Um, Looks pretty half decent. I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah, it, this is from the people that made Friday uh, the 13th. Mm. Um, obviously, after their last one just got completely shut down and they had no more fucking rights to do anything, they went, well, fuck it. Uh, anyone else want us to make a game? And they approached the Texas Chainsaw people and they were like, ah, all right then. So, Are all those happen. rights for that franchise at least in the same place? Yes. Because that seems to be the difficulty uh, like trying to adapt horror f- franchises uh, where you run into because it's like fucking uh, so many it's all, right. it's all right getting your hands maybe on one movie's rights but when you start trying to do like the entire franchise, shit goes south. Uh, I think they've got um, the the rights to the Texas Chainsaws all in the same place. Right. Um, well, yeah. I give it a go when it comes out. Four versus three, this one. Uh, right. Um, Atari's been busy. They have? So they've been buying a shit ton of retro game IPs. I don't know why they point out Bobsby, Bob, Bobsy, Bob, the Jesus, stupid Bobsby. fucking Bobcat, um, Demolition Racer, uh, Hardball, 1942 Pacific Air War. It's 1942, not Capcom. Uh, or, uh no, it was Midway. Uh, F one seventy. I don't know what that is. Probably. That's a scrolling, scrolling shooter stuff. Um, mm. So yeah, what what they're planning to do is get these out on modern consoles. That's a pretty cool idea. Just do uh, like a big old school collection. Yeah, I'd, not sure if they're doing that as well, but they, maybe they they might uh, might make new games based on them as as well because they they just did. Um, did one with that guy Jeff yeah, Jeff Minter, uh, Aka Ara. Uh. It it was. I don't think it it actually released. It was like a prototype, and they got him to to do uh do a version of it. And then there's Atari Fifty as well, where there's a bunch of stuff in that that's been reimagined, and it's really that's the good. one you played, and you said it was very good. Yes, yes. Uh, so it seems like Atari's really trying to sort of turn that company around and make themselves relevant again and mm. not like a joke which is what they have been Hi. 
talking about opening fucking hotels and cryptocurrency and all. It's like, oh, okay, we'll buy, we'll make games instead. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine that. A fucking game publisher publishing games. Jesus Christ. Take note, Konami. Um, I I kind of like seeing this stuff. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool when I was reading through it as well. It's, I just love the idea of all these old classic games, you know, at least not being forgotten, at least living on. You know, hmm. I know people sort of think that you know, you know, you you play a game and then you put it to the side and you maybe never play it again. But you know, someone put a lot of work into it, and you know, that could be someone's fucking pride and joy. So if it, if you mightn't play all these old games, but if there's somewhere at least where you can get them, I am completely all up for that. I love the idea of reserving or preserve, reserving, preserving <laughs> old games. I'll reserve them as well if I want to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I love the idea of being old games being preserved. Um, it's it's you know it's a bit of a, an odd wee legacy video game it has these days because think about it, we it's been around since. 70s 80s so yeah you're getting mm. games that are 50 years old now and yeah you might some people might look at them, oh, this is fucking stupid you're like no this was top of their range back in the day like so i love this idea i am all on board for it. yeah 100 um sorry i felt like i went on a rant there apologies <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about the dlc cartridge for street fighter already um, well, last last story I pulled here. So, Hi-Fi Rush mm. is really good. Um, yeah. And the a recent uh, claim made by uh, Jeff Grubb probably heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Game journalist, uh, Giant Bomb, Game Mess. Um, What's the other one? Can't remember. Games Bite, maybe? I don't know. But he's he's one of these guys that always has sort of inside scoop mm. on uh, a lot of stuff and, and breaks a lot of news, and it's usually fairly accurate. Um, yep. I guess he kind of is, like, <laughs> I wrote in the notes, he kind of is a <laughs> video game David Meltzer. <laughs> um, we got some uh, proper Meltzer style stuff going on here. So he uh, on a this podcast said that he had heard that uh, High Fairy Rush didn't make the money that it needed to to oh, make. Oh yeah, yes. Um, which okay, fair enough. Um, but then Microsoft has said it uh, hit. Two million yeah, plus they're, players. Yeah, they're ha- they're very happy with it. Like, yeah, they say it's one of the most successful launches with us in X- Xbox in, in recent years. And then after, do you know why that was? Sorry, do you know why it was so successful? Why? Because no one knew about it, and it was just all it's out now, and everyone, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, they've like Microsoft's come out again. Um. Who was this? Uh, Vice President of Games Marketing, Aaron Greenberg, uh, on Twitter. He says, Hi-Fi Rush was a breakout hit. Uh, players and all key measurements. And 
expectations. Uh, we couldn't be happier with what the team at Tango Gameworks delivered with this surprise release. So hmm. weird. But I, get, uh, I don't know. Some someone's chatting some shite. Um, yeah, Jeff Grubb's usually pretty good with these with his new stuff. I and tell you what, if 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 he's wrong, he he'll be the first to admit it. He's not not he's not actually like Dave Meltzer at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's mad the fucking shit that gets thrown around the, the news wise uh, and that sort of backstage sort of stuff but like I guess it is similar to, to wrestling side stuff it's like that could have been anyone that said that to him yeah uh, that, that, that is the thing about I, I'm gonna call it as it is internet journalism is a lot of hearsay no matter the topic Boys will be, oh, well, I heard this. You should print this, and that's it. It does get printed, and then it becomes news. It's not an opinion anymore. Mm. True. Does that mean people shouldn't listen to us? Well, no, we're not really. We're not giving out news. We're giving our opinions. We're, uh, yes, we are doing commentary, not not breaking news. We're not going yeah. to talk to some boy that cleans the toilets at Microsoft and. See him. <laughs> Uh, I would love to chat to someone who cleans the toilets of Microsoft. <laughs> Just curious to know what a Microsoft toilet looks like. It's, all, uh, it's got AI in it. Bet you they're all Japanese-style toilets. There's no toilet roll at Microsoft. They go for the fancy stuff. Matt, you would still need toilet roll. Apparently, the the well, no, you would know. I do know. Like proper washi. Well, aye, but you be laugh with your fucking soaking ass. Oh. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Like, it's a bidet. Yep. You need to dry yourself off. Like, sorry, I've just been to the park. Randy got a Japanese toilet. It was very funny. <laughs> oh, does he not dry off afterwards? I, uh, they don't talk about that part of the show. They're, he's too busy just showing off his toilet to everybody. And then his hemorrhoid doctor tries to break it because he's raging. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was off, that was, uh, <laughs> off topic. Sorry. Uh, I, guess, I guess we should talk about wrestling. Um, and first, WWE got a new belt. Yeah. Um, it's, um, so which belt is this? Or, or sorry, a title. Belt, a title. Uh, so this is the World Heavyweight Championship title. Right. Belt. So if they just melded the two belts together or something? No. <laughs> what? This is vacant at the minute. Um... Roman Reigns is still the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Um, so what's the point in this belt? So on the, they they recently just did a draft or are going to do a draft or something. Um, so they do their balance with you if you're rolling your SmackDown. And for the last while, um, for the last year, I guess, uh, Roman Reigns has had both titles. So he would be champion of both shows. Um, 
so Roman Reigns is holding on to the title he has, which is the Universal title. Mm. And I'm not sure how the lineage works now. And I think the other one was the WWE title. Right. So it's the Universal title that he's had for the almost 1,000-day reign. Uh, yes. Which is the new one they created? Um, well, it's not new anymore, but it's it's back. It's the it's the title that um, Finn Balor was the first champion ever of, right? And then uh, got his shoulder fucked in the uh, match right, he won right. and had to give up a title, and yes. was never the same since. Um, the so so that's the universal title. Um, and the other one is the WWE title, which I'm pretty sure it has the lineage of being that's the thing Hulk Hogan had, that's the thing Stone Cold Steve Austin had. Um, I am not sure what has happened to the WCW World Heavyweight title, with the, because remember they had that alongside the <clears throat> WWE title for a while, and this belt looks a lot like that. I did notice it sort of looked kind of like the old and it WCW is title that David Arquette is always still running around with. Yeah, well, let's not. That's that's a replica. That says Hollywood on it. I know yeah, you yeah, like yeah. talk about like the lineage of titles, and then you remember, oh, I David Arquette had that. Ric Flair yep. and David Arquette. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fuck's sake. Um. But yeah, I think I think this is new. This is Brad. This is a new new title, um, which okay. We want a champion on both shows, and they're not prepared to have Roman lose. Is basically what this is. Um, so they just create another title, um, pretty much cementing it as a secondary title right off the fucking bat. Yep. <laughs> yep, this is Oof. Um I think they're having a tournament to see decide who's gonna be the first champion and it will be decided at Night of Champions in May twenty seventh of May, which is in Saudi Arabia. Just oh, sick. So your first champion will not be Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. No. Um what do you think about generally how this belt looks? I, I don't think it's a great title looking. I um, kind of hate it the more I look at it. So weird. Do you know do you know what I know? I know they're going for that old WCW. You can tell that that's the, the look they're going for. Yes. But the top of it looks I think I've I figured out what it is I don't like about it. It looks misshapen as if it doesn't look even. That's um, the that's the way I would put it. To me, it doesn't. And then there's this ruddy big hole thing in the middle. It's is... the hole that's getting me because it's right. So it's a globe, uh, mm. and the title is mostly gold, shiny, mm. shiny gold, which you would expect. It's a title, and then mm. but it's got this like what is that? It's like it looks like stone or just big grey globe in the middle it just looks like a hole cut out in the middle of the WCW title and then you've got the big WWE logo in silver over the top of that 
Um, and then the side plates are like those circle WWE, but I guess those will be replaced with the customized side plates because instead of a nameplate, they do side plates for the champion. Mm. So it'll have your logo or whatever, which is fine. Um, the the standard WWE ones look a bit shite, but I, I guess it'll work when someone holds this and has their own side plates on it. Um, but yeah, it, it it looked like that hole in the middle. Is that actually a? Actually, it's not. You know what that that is? It, it is actually a hole. What I'm seeing there, that's the leather off the fucking strap. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so so that is just a big hole in the belt. What? I. Is it actually? A- Mhm. Mhm. That's the leather behind the WWE symbol. Um. So so yeah, I think that's a bit. Not, it is literally it, misshapen there. This whole thing's a bit questionable. It's mm. like, I mean, you have to have Reigns lose sometime. So creating yeah. creating a whole other title just to not have him lose is a bit fucked. I mean, what what is? I don't know what the plan is. I don't know if I even want to know the plan at this stage. To Saudi Arabia, so no doubt Goldberg will win. <laughs> oh, that's right. I the Saudi prince will pick your champ. <laughs> It'll be Brock Lesnar. It'll be Punk. It'll be, uh, <laughs> but actually Brock Lesnar though, won't it? Yeah, probably. Or what? What does I mean, Saudi prince think of Cody? Don't know. Mm. Does he know who Cody is? Probably not, actually. Could be Cody. Cody would be a good shit. I suppose it'll, like, it, it's... I feel like they'd be cheapening Cody, though. <laughs> it's, they're very much going for, as, like, I were bringing back... Why didn't you just bring back the WCW title? Because mm. that's what they called it, the World Heavyweight Championship. Anyway, that's like... There's, there'd be something more fitting to have that title on Cody than... I'd say a universal title or whatever. Like, that was the one his, his dad was always trying to win. Mm. Was the the WCW, or the, at the time, NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's... that That's uh, their, their new belt. New belt. Yes, mm. I call it a belt. Yeah, of course it's a belt. Suck my balls, Vince. <laughs> what are you supposed to call it? Oh, he says, it's not a belt, it's a title! Oh, shut up. Belt holds fucking, up your trousers! You weird fucking Vincent Price-looking bastard. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He's, he's also wrong. The The title is World Heavyweight Champion. That's a title you get that you have, like, your yeah. name, above your name. The belt yeah. represents the title. Yes. Stupid I, fucking I Vince. I am totally in agreement with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's completely acceptable to, to call it a belt. Um, in other Raw news, CM Punk was backstage and then was asked to leave. This is real, people. This is actually real. We're not making this shit up. We are not Dave Meltzer in here. It is Dave. Dave Meltzer is one of the guys that said it, though. 
yeah. But, <laughs> it, like, but how I, do we know that? I think this is legit because it's come from multiple people. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, Viola Eves is backstage, uh, just hanging out, um, and then Vince got one out and said, "Get, get, tell, please tell him to leave. He works for a different company." Um, publicity, publicity stunt. Um, maybe. I mean, I mean he he's coming back to AEW. Yeah, it's happening, isn't it? That's not even... There's no point. And we're getting the Saturday show, and we can either like it or fuck off. Wait, the Saturday show is happening now? Uh, it was still not confirmed, but uh, Tony Khan has another big announcement this week. Oh, yeah, so he does. Also, they've booked the United Center for the Saturday the 17th of June, which is yeah. uh, in Chicago, and will likely be uh, when yep. Punk returns. Yep. And it, and it will be called AEW Collision. Collision? Hmm. It will have a soft brand split, uh, but I think that means Punk's going to be on here and the Elite will be on the other one. That's what they... But you know what? I can live with that idea, so not everyone's separated <laughs> completely. Also, Rampage can go fuck itself, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I guess so. No one's appeared on that. But you know what? This is going to start a whole other thing now. Because it'll be like, oh, my show beat your show in the ratings. And you're going to like, no! Uh, <laughs> we're all AEW for fuck. My question is, what what do they do for pay-per-views? Yeah, that is the question. And that's always the... Uh, uh, that was always the, the, the shitty thing with brands. Plus, you either have to split, split pay-per-views between the brands or you have two fucking brands the one thing and then how do you do champions who's on like do the champions just go on both shows or do you, does each show have its own champ I hope the fuck it is not like oh I'm the collision champion I'm the dynamite champion it's like no I, I really don't like that stuff I, I can like live it. with the idea of keeping punk and the elite separate fine but everything else should just be the same but I honestly don't know if we need another two hours. We or... certainly do not. Like, they don't use Rampage, for God's sake. Uh, Saturday... It's that, that Saturday uh, time slot as well is probably... Probably not. Wouldn't be a great time slot to get decent wrestling. Like, there are... When was the last time there was a Saturday wrestling show? Like, Saturday night? Uh. Like, weekly show? No idea, I can't even think. Saturday night's main event? Oh, yes, was that? The old WWF? Fucking. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is all just a stroke wee punk's ego. That's what it feels like to me, anyway. The entire thing can't be all just the. Like that's silly, because two because two guys, um, because two guys, get, well, I guess it's more than two guys, but because this guy doesn't get along with this group of guys, we're gonna have a whole other TV show. <laughs> like that's nuts, isn't it? That's it's it's insane. 
but I, I could kind of see Tony Khan going down that road because I don't know if he does well with conflict at all. So he's like, this is a resolution. I don't have to deal with this anymore. Until Punk goes on the internet and starts slavering. <laughs> yeah. Wonder will he still try and walk backstage at Raw and stuff? <laughs> Maybe. Who I'm curious who invited him. Oh, could have been anybody, really. <clears throat> like he, he's he's good friends with like Kofi Kingston, mm. and then people like that. Cause so it could have been, could have been anyone. I don't think everyone hates his guts. <laughs> <laughs> um. And we have more good news from the world of AEW. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> I always thought Wardlow was a smart guy. I really did. Apparently not. Apparently maybe, fucking not. Maybe he's being sarcastic. And we just didn't, <sighs> we don't get that because... So this was an interview by What Culture. Um, so WrestleCon, which happens every Mania weekend, they have an interview with, with him. Um, and they asked him, "Have has he spoken to Goldberg, who is also at this convention?" Um, and he's all like, "Goldberg did walk through just a minute ago, and we exchanged words. I don't know what's uh, happening behind the scenes, but we both mutually agreed that if the opportunity comes, we'd love to see who really is next." Um, and then he said, "Batista, Lesnar, Goldberg. I put those three in the same category of dream monster matches." Uh, I mean, we just heard Wardlow chance. Uh, we haven't heard that since Goldberg. Uh, so I think Wardlow versus Goldberg, man, it doesn't get bigger than that. It does not get bigger than Wardlow versus Goldberg. I can name you many fucking things that are bigger than Wardlow versus Goldberg. Yep. 100%. Holy shit. Uh, unless it's just Wardlow squashes him, we're done. But that's not big. No. And, should... <laughs> and would Tony Khan do that? It's your main, yes. a, main event for uh, All In. All In. <laughs> <laughs> At least you just leave early. <laughs> oh, God. I um, the stadium would leave early. I don't know if I can... That's sounding really mean. I just, I don't want to see Goldberg. Nope. Like, he came back to, um, so his son could see him wrestle, which, fair yeah. enough, it's a yep. bit, a bit entitled, you know, <laughs> to think you can just, like, I'm in here now, because I want to see my son get off the card so I can come in. Um, but, yeah, and then... Also got to got to see out the, you know the the Lesnar match because they, you know, stunk the joint up way back when. Oh, they did. And then they got a second chance and they stunk the joint up less, the second <laughs> time. So, um, uh. Then Goldberg was uh, has said he wants to do a, a retirement match, um, which I would say you had plenty of opportunity to make 
one of those matches you had in WWE, your retirement match, for fuck's sake. Um, quote here from him. Uh, so if I go on a world tour, huh? And promote right. it myself, that's a possibility. Hey, I'm a businessman. Unfortunately, in the position, I firmly believe to where I can still make it happen. At the end of the day, like I said, I do believe that my character deserves a proper send-off, and until that happens, I don't believe I'm hanging them up, so anything and everything is an option. This man... the His push, his initial push, it went to his head, didn't it? It really did, I. Can he... Like, he had that moment, and he's got nothing... Like, like it's it's pure nostalgia, mm. more so oh, than Sting. Yep, Sting's jumping off shit. Yeah, I was gonna say Sting can actually still kind. Of, well, I won't even say kind of Sting can still put on an entertaining match. Mm. Goldberg fucking can't. Um, Sting's willing to put himself through mad shit for the crowd. I, I, there's no way Goldberg would be willing to do that. No fucking okay. way. I right here exception. If if Goldberg wants to do a retirement match at AEW, I have the match. It is not Wardlow. <laughs> you know who I'm gonna say, <laughs> Chris, Chris Jericho. Yep, that would be amazing. And Jericho wins, of course. And he uh, and we get like six weeks of Jericho cutting promos on Goldberg, and Goldberg <laughs> just standing and give Goldberg a mic, stand him in the ring, looking like a fucking. Deer in the yep. headlights. <laughs> I would watch that. Yep, that would be funny. Book it. Yep. <laughs> and Jer- Jericho wins with a front with a front face look. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, so that's a frightening proposition. Mm. Oh, I've got to mention as well. I haven't watched this yet, but um, Stardom had a big event, uh, All Star Grand Queendom. Um, the fucking everything changed hands. I. Oh, nice. That's a pretty cool idea. Uh, I think all the titles. Um, but the big one is like the um. Oh, what do you call her? Mercedes Monet. Ah, yes. Formerly Sasha Banks. Was defending her IWGP uh, women's title match, uh, or women's title? Um, I think that was the first Stardom show she's actually been on, um, and she dropped that title to the woman. In my opinion, should have had it from the fucking get go, Miyu Iwatani. Um, yeah, so all is right with the universe and Stardom. Um, <laughs> But she's actually signed an extension with uh, Stardom and New Japan, and she has said she's not done with Stardom yet. So it's good that she just going to come in, take that title, do a couple of matches, and fuck off again. Um, she's going to do do more. Mm. Um, and also, it's it's good to see Miu get that um, get that belt and be recognized for it. The fucking you know AEW has fucking four pillars. Aye. Uh. <laughs> it's like Stardom Stardom has one and it's her <laughs> it had more but the others left um, right so I guess we get into the AWTV this week 
Um, speaking of pillars, we'll start off talking <clears throat> about the... Uh, we had another four pillars promo. Yep. Uh, probably right. not as strong as the first one, but that's... It was still good, because uh, mm. that first one was very fucking good. Um, I think in the last three weeks, Darby Allen has had more mic time than his entire AEW run. Aye. You're absolutely right. And it's good. I, I like his style on the mic. Yep. It's not typical wrestler promo stuff. Um. So... F- what we basically got here was uh, Jack Perry throwing around some shade. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Ivara, <laughs> you're a scumbag piece of shit. So, fuck <laughs> boys, calm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, MJF has set up a tournament. Is it a tournament? If it's only three? Yeah, it's called, it's called the Four <laughs> Colors Tournament, but somebody gets to buy it. I'm like, it, does that count as a tournament? Not really, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was kind of holding out for a four-way here. I don't know about you. Well, you never know. Obviously, the way this story's going. Um, because, obviously... It, the main event made that night will continue on with this story, I suppose, is that uh, Sammy and Jungle Boy were going to be the first match Darby gets a bye. Mm. Uh, during the night, MJF hands Sammy a blank check and says, listen, you can main event double or nothing with me, but you have to lie down. And Sammy's all, no, no, no. And he's all, no, here's a blank check. Sammy writes a very big number. Apparently, MJF sort of agrees. And then during the match between Jungle Boy and Sammy, fucking Jungle Boy, or MJF runs in and just clocks Jungle Boy with his ring, and Sammy gets the win. And then them two are like properly rolling around, hugging and having the best time ever. So if the same thing happens again with Darby, I can see it being turned into a four-way. Mm. Yeah. like He's doing everything he can to avoid fighting either Darby, or he's trying to do everything he can to avoid fighting any of them. He's paying Sammy to lie down for fuck's sake. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. But. Yeah, I guess we, we could still get the um, get the four-way, but it, it's it's hard to see how, how that'll turn out when we're like doing the final uh, this week. Mm. And I'll decide it. Um, but, yeah. Um, fuck all that. So, Wardlow wins back the TNT title. That's the only way I put it. Against, uh, against Hobbs. Match is grand. It was a bit uh, for a title match, in a way. It was a lot of, lot of shit going on. Mm. With QT and those guys. Um, <clears throat> Arn Anderson there as well because reasons. Arn, An- Arn Anderson's <laughs> joined forces with Wardlow, I guess. Uh, he does the Glock thing. He does. Which scared QT. I was like, he doesn't actually have a gun. Calm down. To another man. 
just <laughs> just wheel them on. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then right after War of the Winds, not even time to celebrate, we get Luchasaurus. Yep, coming out. Which I, I, I'm guessing for for yourself is definitely a, a way bigger deal than uh, the prospect of a Wardlow and Goldberg match. <laughs> oh, big time. Big time. Um, like I say, Wardlow and Luchasaurus have only faced off once before. They were in a lumberjack match. Uh, Wardlow got the win, but it was back when obviously Wardlow was healing around with MJF. Um, so he actually cheated to beat Luchasaurus. So now we have face Wardlow against heel Luchasaurus. So this could actually be very interesting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Luchasaurus loses. Fuck, you never know that TNT title these days, man. Just be careful. <laughs> they, they, they really need to sort of calm that title down a bit, though. It's, yeah. um, to me, that is now the... the third tier title Orange Cassidy has elevated that international championship to fucking second card status at least yeah yeah no I don't think you would get much uh, argument out of me I I think the international title uh, yeah I would put that down as the the number two men's singles title it looks like we were talking just you know quickly you know, uh, segue here. We were obviously talking before we recorded about nice looking belts. Forgot about the international title. That is a sweet looking title, actually. Yeah. Oh, so. uh, definitely is. It's where you, you take into account, like, if you look at the, like, cage match, um, mm. and, and it's just, a, as I said before, it's just a good barometer for, like, what the general consensus is on, on things with its, it, its ratings and that. Um, but you can see the story of the the TNT title, like like marked out of ten, the the rating for that title in its first two years is eight point two five and eight point three three. Like good high rating. Um, then twenty twenty two, which is when pretty much when Sammy wins it the first time. Mm. Uh, and that is when the hot potato one starts. Um, it drops. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't. It hasn't. Um, so that year, 2022, average rating 6.53. And then for this year, 4.74. Um, so it, it's like, not alone in, in thinking that that title, its importance and, you know, what how important it seems. Uh, has just gone to absolute shit. Um, mm. And uh, I... No, it wasn't even as soon as... Uh, it's not fair to Sammy to say uh, it, it went downhill. It's when Sammy drops it to Cody. Yeah. Uh, so Sammy had a... Uh, like, we go from... Say we, like... You know, Cody had his short run. Uh, Brody Lee had his short run different reasons. Yeah, his was yeah. short. Um, Darby had a 186 day reign, then Miro 140, then Sammy held it for 84 days, and then we got Cody with a 35 day reign, just mm. over a month, and Sammy with a 42, and Scorpio Sky with 37, and Sammy with 12, then Scorpio Sky 70, and then Wardlow had 
136 day reign. Um, that was with eight, uh, eight defenses, including the one where he drops it. Um, and then Smojo 46, Darby Allen 28, Smojo 32, Wardlow 3, Powerhouse Hobbs 42. Um, and now Wardlow in his six day reign. Count him. Mm. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's pretty clear what the issue with it is. It's, it's being booked really badly. Out of all those reigns, though, I still think the best reign was uh, Miro. Pro- yeah. Oh, I hundred percent. Because it's just seeing them being a big scary bastard and says, "Hey, you're getting a shot." Aye. Whether I, you want I, it or not. It was the most unique premise I've ever seen for a title where you don't challenge the, for the title. You are challenged by the title, basically. Mm. Yeah. It was definitely... The, yeah, it was very, very good. Mm. Um, Darby's first run as well. Excellent run. Yep, that yep. 186 days. Still the longest and reigning champion. I always enjoyed Cody's first run as well when he initially got it and he was doing like the open challenge for anyone, even from any company and things like that. Yeah. That's that's literally how Eddie Kingston joined AEW. <clears throat> Made guys with that. Um, mm. Now, if we look at the international title, uh, it's sitting at a seven. Uh, I would near bet that it's... Yeah, and just looking down through... Uh, I think most of the, the was people's initial reaction is like, why, why are we getting this yep. title? Could you remember that? That was announced before the trios, and you're like, yep, why, why are we doing this? Um, but I think it, people are starting to come around on that one, and it's because there's been two champions, uh, Pac, who put on fucking amazing matches, dropped the yep. Orange Cassidy, who's on 195 days and was about to have his twentieth defense. Yep. Which like is you, nuts. That is you, <laughs> you've two of like they're two very different styles, but they're easily two of the best in the ring with Pac and Cassidy, like hmm. like Pac is one of my favorites. So he, like I I think that his his only downfall, sadly, was because he obviously had the Atlantic it was when it was the all Atlantic champion first. Then obviously the shit with Punk and Kenny happened and the Bucks and all. So they needed someone to give the trios to. So they gave it the death triangle, and then Pank was having to pull double duty. And they were like, right, uh, what will we do? We, we can't have him run around with two belts for too long, so uh, we'll, we'll build up someone, give it to Cassidy. And I think, to me, I think if Pack hadn't have had a trios, if the whole thing with the trios hadn't happened, I think Pack could still be your, your international champ at the moment. Yeah, and he would have went on a monster run with probably the same monster run that fucking Cassidy's having. <laughs> but to be fair, Cassidy is probably the best man you get have handed that off to at the moment. He is on fire at the moment. Eh? Mm. Also, the TNT Championship is still not. It's not the worst. No, it's we not, we know what that is. It's not far off it though. Mm. Oh, actually, no. It's actually it's not far off. So it's the TNT t- champion, and the women's champion is uh, below that, just about with a six point three four overall. Not the TBS. The TBS is below that again, four point two eight. Uh, I mean, yeah. Mm. It, it's a TBS title. It's just they gave it to Jade, 
um, 475 day reign. Fucking hell, hey. I think we've got all we're going to get out of this. <laughs> hey, should I drop it this week? We can only pray. Swear to God, hey, there's no point bringing in someone as experienced and fantastic as Taya and, and just have her jobbed out to Jade. Because, you know, when Jade loses that title, that's it. I don't know what they'll do with her then. I think that's why they're scared to take it over. It's like, what do we do with her when we take this off? Yeah, uh, and it'll be hard to say why doesn't she get a shot at Jamie Hayter. Mm. Well, that's that's the only route you could go down. Maybe unify them. Uh, so, Pittsburgh this week, so... Oh, yeah. We have to have Britt uh, teaming up with Hader uh, to take on uh, Ruby Soho and uh, Tony, Tony Storm. Uh, I definitely think uh, Soraya is... She's good at that outside the ring being a shit stuff. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's definitely her strength. Uh, um... Yeah, but this one, of course, uh, Britt has to get the win. Again, we didn't really develop any woman's story here um, mm. until later in the night, though. Yep. Um, and it was good to, to, like, this match was so we could have the Pittsburgh moment. It was like, oh, yay, your hero won. Yep. Right. Because um, mm-hmm. later we would have the Jericho. Uh, an Adam Cole face to face, where Adam Cole has some words for Jericho um, about his behavior. Telling <laughs> <Hell and> him <laughs> off, <laughs> he basically did. He did. Called him a hypocrite, um, and a stupid idiot. I did like that. I did like Cole calling him a stupid yep. idiot. Um, and uh, that, 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 of course, what happens? Fucking Danny Garcia gets in. They start knocking the shit out of uh, out of Cole. Uh, Brip comes out to slave, slave, save <laughs> Jesus <laughs> to save uh, Adam Cole. Um, uh, she slaps Jericho around the face, and then the outcasts come out from under the ring and give Brit a wild fucking beating. They do give her a wild beating, <laughs> and you know what, maybe. I know it's obviously not meant to be a funny moment, but do you know what I was laughing at? What? Fucking Taz on commentary. <laughs> Trying to justify it? <laughs> He's like, Jericho's a genius! He's a goddamn genius! <laughs> Excalibur and Giovanni are clearly, like, outraged. And you can just, you can hear the smile on Taz's face. <laughs> so, it's a very serious moment, but I'm just giggling away, going, I love how Taz can just bounce between heel <laughs> commentator and, like, not... Like, I don't know if Taz Fucking... is a face commentator, but he sort of bounces the he, he the commentator title. and remix Jones. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was sort of giggling away at Taz at this, but it, it actually was a cracking story. Like, that crowd was losing their fucking minds at this. Um, and at first, I, at first, I thought they'd fucked up the handcuffs, but what they did was actually pretty genius. They just had Cole's hand with the one handcuff around the rope. I thought they'd balls it up, but it actually made a lot more sense because 
the handcuffs were quite long, so he probably easily could have reached Brit if that had done the, the other way. Mm-hmm. So this is time. There's no way he was reaching, and then just beat the absolute piss out of Brit with a kendo stick. <laughs> so are we saying that uh, the entire this entire thing was orchestrated by Jericho? Yes, and that's why the outcasts were under the ring. Because at the time, I was like, "What are they? What? Why were they under there?" <laughs> yeah, that's what Taz was going on about. Jericho is a genius. As long as he said that, because it would, would have been like it seemed, it's just them taking the opportunity to attack. But like they would have been just were they just hanging out under the ring? <laughs> I was, uh, that's what was making me laugh. Just the way Taz was going, Jericho's a goddamn genius. <laughs> Uh, they they do pose with Jericho at the end there, being all like, yep. "Yes, ha ha ha." Um. So, Jay White had his match first first official, well, first match in AEW as an AEW uh, signed talent, mm. uh, getting off to a good start with uh, with Commander. Yep. And this was really, really good match, which was different from Commander's other matches. Because did you notice that, like, definitely reined in the the flippy shit, and uh, was still like really impressive. And Commander still got his chance to do his rope walk and that and all, but it it was just like slowed down a bit. Um, He worked his mat game very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's just Jay White's very fucking good. Yeah, Jay White's fantastic. I'm so glad he he's an AEW. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely should be an AEW champion at, at some point. Yep. Um. But for now, we're setting up this uh, bullet club thing. Um. Mm. You know, get hints from commentary that the the intention is to recruit. Yep. For Bullet Club Gold. And um, we do have uh, Sean Spears during this match. Yes. At the crowd. Yep. And he's doing his old gimmick of scoring every, the, the people out of 10. Wasn't yep. it, was it him and... He did this during Pandemic as well, didn't he? But he was a heel. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was him and MJF. They were doing the, the bets. The bets. Oh, Jesus. That stuff was amazing. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> Um, and we we have uh, Jay White doing the chops um, uh, <laughs> on Commander, and uh, Sean Spears giving him a shitty score for them. Excalibur's line was unreal, where he was like, "I bet you Commander is just wishing for the ten, so this would stop." <laughs> um, he gets a, the win here. He does. So it's Jay White, but we're not done there. Uh, Spears gets dragged over the barricade and proceed to beat the shit out of him. Uh, Juice Robinson uh, and Jay White do. Uh, Ricky Starks comes out for the save, and we're likely having a tag match between Jay White and Juice Robinson versus uh, Sean Spears and Ricky Starks. I'm happy to see Sean Spears on TV again. He's very good. Yeah, I didn't realize that the reason he was gone for so long is he had a kid and then his mother died. 
Yeah, I only learned that obviously because of the commentary as well. I thought something was wrong, but, but no, he was he's way becoming a dad and also. Hmm. Uh, he was had an interview. I think it was a Chris Van Vliet interview. He was sort of praising AEW for giving him, they gave him all the time he needed until mm-hmm. uh, he was ready to come back. Um, do you trust him though? <laughs> uh, I think that man would fit in very well in the ball club. That's just what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I-, I could see him fitting very, very well in the Bullet Club. Um, FTR have to team up with fucking Lethal and Charm. This made me laugh. It shouldn't have, but I laughed. I know. See, despite everything, we're all like, ah, oh, shit. See the see Jay Lethal's whole group. Yep, including Saddam and yep. Jarrett. I kind of like it. Yep. Uh, it, it it has grown on me quite a lot. I think I'm. I was worried when Jared first showed up, he was going to be taking himself far too seriously. He's not. But I, he's putting yeah, people over. He's putting everyone over, and he's actually taking the piss out of himself. Something shocking as well. So it's actually good to see. And yeah. if Satnam just does the big stupid thing he's doing ringside and does his wee spots now and then, I can live with that. He doesn't have to wrestle and be a world champion. Mm-hmm. So this all came about because uh, Mark Briscoe got attacked by the varsity athletes. For some reason. For some reason. Uh, and then couldn't get cleared and he came up with the idea of teaming FTR up with uh, with Lethal and Jarrett to take on the varsity athletes. Um, which is pretty good. And that's the match we then got on Rampage. Yep. I did enjoy when they were strutting and FTR were strutting behind them. <laughs> <laughs> We're on doing the, the, the Fargo strut. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, they, they, they all gets a bit, uh, bit heated there at the end between the FTR. Right. Um, oh, this is, got, this, this is obviously what this is leading towards. Mm. Oh, the, we do have... Uh, we're, we're getting a Dax singles match this week. Oh, yeah, with Jarrett, doesn't it? Is it Jarrett or Lethal? I think it's Jared, actually. Right. That'll be grand. We'll see how that goes. He's not terrible in the ring, though. That's no, the no, he's he's not. He, he's 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 solid. Um, and uh, Dax is fucking amazing. Oh, so yeah, Dax is on fucking real. We'll I'm just we... gonna check. Jared is. Uh, he's fifty-five. So eh, for fuck's sake. I think he'll be fine. Aye. He said it. He's he's never like this. We're never seeing like oh, this is a fucking train wreck of a match with Jared. It was always just the fucking. He's definitely fucking nepotism, baby. Like oh, like <laughs> Jared thinks he belongs in the main event. Well, he, I don't know if he does anymore. But yeah. when he was younger. He definitely thought he should be main event. Hell, he created T and A just to make himself champ for yeah. fuck's sake. And then we had the whole, you know, Vince Russo making him the fucking, the main guy in WCW when the whole thing was burning down around them. And you're like, come yep. on. <laughs> yep. Um, but if you get past that and take this, this version of Jarrett. Yeah, it, I it's, think if he's got older, he's went, hey, fuck it, I'm just going to have a bit of crack for the rest of for the, my last couple of years in the ring. 
Yeah. Especially Lethal's probably helping them with it because Lethal's obviously good fun as well. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Sanjay Dot. Ah, Sanjay's <laughs> on fucking real. Can, can he just not wrestle anymore? So I've seen know. some of the X Division stuff he, he'd be doing. Uh, oh, man. He was fucking brilliant in his day, hey? I don't know, is he. Did he career end an injury or what? Or? I must check. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I think, no, I think he's just sort of. Don't know if he can't. I think he's maybe just called it a day. I mean, he's only 41. Yeah. But his style was very. Yeah. High risk. <laughs> very. Uh, also on Rampage, we have Vikingo versus Drolistico for the. Triple A Mega Championship. That's the one. Um, that was a thing of beauty. This was two guys showing that that's not all we can do. Mm. So we can do we can do strong style shit mm. and beat the shit out of each other, which is what they did here. Um, good. I uh, like like Vikingo is definitely making good use of his time on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to show his versatility. Um, you know, it's not all mad flips. Uh, I can I can do the other stuff as well. Yep. Um, so we get. Um, it was good, like just having you know Trilisco being in the uh, in Glover and Allies, just mm-hmm. them just healing it up. Um, do really. Like Roosh and that on well, the, there's a whole point where like I think Vikingo was about to dive out of the ring, uh, Drillisk was outside and Roosh just grabs him and walks him over and they start uh, pointing us on it in the crowd like as if he's showing him something. He's like, oh, yep. oh shit, <laughs> I didn't mean and to get Vi- involved. <laughs> and Vikingo has a real nasty landing too when that happens. Oh, the thump, uh, like uh, just landing oh. on the the ramp. Oh, it sounded nasty. Um, oh, to be that young again and do crazy shit like that. Fuck. Actually, um, I wouldn't have done crazy shit like that when I was that age. <laughs> but yeah, it was this Rooster. Oh, look at this. I fucking love Roosh, man. I absolutely love Roosh. Wait, you say you never did anything like that. You would have been a teenager growing up with Jackass. Yeah, true. How did what you, am I on? How were you I died at the rose bushes once yeah. when I was drunk. So yeah, okay. Fair enough. I jumped out of a tree once. And just folded up like an accordion and then just got up and walked yeah. on. <laughs> I was like, if I did that now, I would be dead. Yep. I, I remember my mate Hutchie pushing me down. Uh, you know, the, we're going to go a wee bit off t- track here, people, sorry. But <laughs> Here's all the dumbass shit we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the big Tesco at Listing Gelman? There's like the car park that goes down the hill. Yep. He just pushed me down there and then I realised I couldn't stop and I had to just dive out of a speeding fucking trolley before I went onto the road and got ran over and I just jumped out and I just got cut the ribbons because I think I dived into where hobos had been drinking and there was just glass everywhere. Oh, shit. So, yep, that was fun. <laughs> uh, just to finish up here yep. the, the, the best thing uh, oh. that's going on in AEW the, the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club um so here we get uh, Kenny 
basically calling them out. Getting MJF time on. Yeah, got a forty-five minute promo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Danielson then just appears and starts calling them amateurs. I'm loving this, by the way, from Danielson. Just everyone's an amateur. Everyone's an amateur. Mm. Um, and then I was see the BCC appear from behind, start kicking fuck out of them. Um, Danielson's coming down, going, but Kenny's not an amateur. Oh, Kenny has the chance to be, you know, an actual professional, but he doesn't want to be. So he obviously goes for the screwdriver. Don Callis comes down and he has a chair. I love Daniel's I love that. It's like, Don, what are you doing? What are you doing? It was just, like, there wasn't even a flinch. It was just like, I, what are you doing? It's like you're not even a, fl- a threat. It's like, <laughs> just before you, you get into that, it's just that the, the brawl itself. Yeah. God, I was fucking... That was as good as any match. Just the the... the the fucking German suplex Kenny done on on Yuta. Oh, I thought he was dead. Uh, and uh, they 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 had that 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 part where it was like everyone was coming in doing their their bit, uh, and then the next guy would come in uh, and take over. Um, mm-hmm. you know we got the got Matt Jackson doing the Northern Light suplexes, so hopefully the the arm didn't notice in uh, BTE was he was holding it. Hmm. Pretty gingerly, like. So yeah, I, he's not I, rushing himself back. Yeah, because what what was that? A partially torn torn bicep. Yep. And that was what three weeks ago. Yeah, and Josh Alexander has just recently had a fully torn bicep and tricep, and he is out. They don't even know how long he's out. So is, is he going surgery? I think he has to go surgery. That's why he had to relinquish the title, and also. It, you just you, it's not an injury you want to fuck around with mm. but there as you said we get Don Callis doing a, a brilliant <laughs> job of coming out realising what he's doing and going <laughs> backstage again but that's not the last we see of him nope Danielson produces the screwdriver it's about to do to Kenny what he did to Hangman. Callis comes back out again with uh, none other than Kunoski Takeshita. Mm, fucking crowd erupts and Takeshita goes and takes care of fucking business. Yeah, he just mops up the Blackpool Combat Club with Omega's help. Yep. Um, and the elite stands tall then. You get the, the look on Omega's face. Yeah. Very confused. Mm. Oh, what the fuck? Um, and then I like it, the, the BTE, they sort of continued on that, the, the backstage mm-hmm. where they're like making, uh, Takeshita an honorary member of the elite and Kenny's like, not too into it. Yeah. He goes to say, I would rather have, ah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. And everyone's wondering who did he mean? Hangman? Well, some people are going, did he actually mean Abushi? Uh, there's <laughs> ah, he is a free agent <laughs> this is going to be a blood and guts match and they're fi- that's 5v5 yep we've only got four guys on each side yep they're going to have to call in unless they just do a 4v4 match but blood oh, and guts is always 5v5 you have to do 5v5 can't be doing that now 
I'm sure I'm sure Danielson and Marks will be able to pull in someone to give me a hand, even if it's by force. <laughs> oh, did you see speaking of fucking free agent Japanese guys getting your hopes up? Um mm-hmm. well he's not a free agent, but uh there was some now just take this as a great assault because it was uh translated from Japanese, but uh Okada tweeted something to the effect of um, 2J White on his AEW debut um, I would like a change of scenery myself and he has just dropped the title Jesus you know what would be fucking really cool to do so we've got another Forbidden Door coming up mm-hmm they they do the right someone from AEW challenges for the AWGP uh, Sonata uh, and someone from New Japan challenges for the AEW championship. What if you just changed them? What if Okada won the AEW title and then someone from AEW won the Jesus AWGP and then the AEW person has to go over to Japan and Okada stays at AEW for a while. <laughs> Fuck. I think that would be cool as fuck. Would be cool. Uh, don't know how each company would feel about that, but it would be cool as fuck. Hey, it's a equal footing. Like you, you could like. Eight, yeah, it would definitely could, be a better deal than Impact got. <laughs> yeah, you get Okada as a champion. Uh, New Japan could have like fucking Kenny Omega mm. as as their main champion and and do do like a month worth of shows. Mm. Um before dropping titles and going back uh, like it doesn't have to be long range I just think it would be a cool thing to be like on that short list of AEW champions you need to have Okada on that list like the guy's gonna be one of the best of all time yeah and he's only 33 yeah <laughs> fuck to, 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 to say like I think Okada's guy that elevates certain titles it's not like you oh. like the the AW world title needs elevated, but I just it, it'd be cool. It had a bumpy road for a wee while, but it definitely back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was those bumps, but it's all good. Those fucking punk bumps. <laughs> punk bumps. Well, that's all. It was all that shit. Like, it, yeah, half of that was down to just unfortunate injury shit, though. Yeah, uh, and then like, like it happens. You can't really blame the booking on that. Um, but yeah, uh, I would love to see something something drastic. Like it makes Forbidden Door matter more. Is where you're like, oh, these titles can change hands. Someone Mm. from the other company can take a title. Um, and let's have it not be the U.S. title for once. One of the big ones instead. Um, that would be very cool. Yeah. Right, so that's going to do us. Ran out of shit to talk about. But, um, but don't worry, we'll be back. Back next week with a whole other bunch of shit to talk about. See you then. Well, we might be back next week, but it depends on what we do for this big 100 episode. Yeah. So don't panic if we're not here. <laughs> it, it, if it gets pushed Saturday, I'll put it up on Saturday. Whatever. Yeah. It'll be grand. It'll be grand. Yep. Don't panic. We'll be here. We'll make it. We'll see you sometime. Bye. Bye.